Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 049. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, when a person is a Christian for a while, there can be some blessings that come with our status that we put on the back burner and don't think about. To give our faith a jump start, it helps to dust off some of these ideas and experience them with a fresh spirit. That's what this new series titled Activate is all about. This week, we'll look at a blessing that gets us through those moments of worry. What could the Bible offer us? Check it out. Spontaneous dance party is something in our family. And as you can tell, we haven't rehearsed that one in a pew. You ever... You ever hear that song at the wrong time and want to punch Bobby McFerrin out? (laughs) Be happy. Don't worry. You don't know what's been going on in life, do you, Mr. Bobby? If I could just be happy, don't you think I would choose to do that? (laughs) If you've ever been there, believe me, I'm with you. I've been there too. Been there, done that, got a dresser full of the t-shirts. So trust me, even though I introduced this this way, I don't take this topic lightly. But what if there was a way to push through whatever it is that might cause us worry? Not to go over it or around it or under it, but straight through it. And in a way that we would come out on the other side standing and stronger and wiser in the process. Let's pray together. God, always we thank you for the gift of your word, for what it teaches, for what you teach us through it, and for what it shows us about you. So work through your word today to transform us from the inside out, we pray. Amen. Well, again, I'm glad to get to actually stand here at this part of the service and wish you guys a happy new year, as opposed to being able to barely sit down. I always like to start off the new year, when it comes to the worship calendar, with sort of a reset button on our faith. Going over, yes, some of the basics, but in particular here, over the next couple of weeks, I want us to look at some of those blessings that we get when we activate our faith. When we sort of dust our faith off and make it more than just 60 minutes on a Sunday. Because there are some things, some topics that we talk about here in church, and they sound great on Christian paper. Topics like hope, um, encouragement, mercy or grace. And yet when we get to Monday morning, they just seem to get lost in the clutter. So sometimes it helps us to just, even though they're basic, yeah, it helps to be reminded of some of those things. Maybe you've seen this in the last month as we went through the Christmas season. This idea, as you can probably guess where the the topic is going, this idea of worry and of that causing us to forget some of the blessings that we get out of Christmas. And and that we're anticipating in the Christmas season. 
You know, forget the idea of seeing the forest for the trees. I can't get past this one piece of bark that's right there in my face. Maybe you even drove in here today with worry. Maybe thinking how you're going to cover a certain bill, especially, ironically, after the Christmas season. Maybe you're thinking, what is the next step with this family member that's been on my heart or the situation that's been on my heart? Maybe you're dreading a phone call that's coming or that you've got to get ready to make. What is a way through? Well, we're going to take this passage. We're going to, because I've just given you a bunch of examples, and you probably have even your own, of things we can come in here with worry. We're going to snap ourselves out of it first by diving into Scripture and see what Jesus says. And it's going to be all Jesus' words out of Matthew 6. Verses 25 through 34. I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they not of more value than they? Are you not more of Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? I'm just going to say that one again, just because it is such a potent thing. And which of you, by being anxious, by worrying, can add a single hour to the span of your life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I promise you, Jesus is not giving us a don't worry, be happy speech. But he is giving us a way through. And we're going to take, take this by breaking down some of these ideas, and we'll see kind of how this all builds back together. So hang with me here as we, we break down what is, may seem very, very simple. First idea. Worry is a waste of time. I should have written that one down. <laughs> nice. We can probably all come up with some definitions of this, and probably some that are pretty creative, Probably some, maybe even better than what Grandpa Morris had passed on to us. When he says, and I I just love this definition. He says, worry is taking the weight of the world off God's shoulders and putting it on your own. Now, if you think I've got the scale wrong on this, that, well, what are we talking about dealing with God's shoulders? I mean, this is the stuff of my life. Think about just for a second some of the things that we often worry about. A lot of them, not all, I get it, 
but a lot of them are things that are beyond our control, aren't they? Things we can't do anything about. And we get, and we start to, to worry about those, and, and we start to maybe play what if games with ourselves. And we can get, re- we are really good at this, coming up with some bizarre answers, which make perfect sense in the moment about, well, if this happens, then this is going to happen. And, and, you know, all of a sudden we're going to get to the point in four or five steps that the world is going to end. And, you know, to us in the moment, it all makes sense. It doesn't do us any good. And we can actually get to the point of tricking our bodies and our minds into believing that these hypotheticals that we come up with are real. I mean, I was doing a little bit of research getting ready uh, for today about just the physical things that happen to us when we worry. And I won't describe them. You probably know 90% of what's out there, and it's probably all true, what you're thinking. But I really liked how one article put this. Uh, This came off one of the articles off of WebMD, so I'm not going to put a ton of stock into it, but I really like the phrase that goes on. It really does, it makes a lot of sense. With excessive worrying, your mind and your body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on what might happen. The thing I like about this is I like those last five words. Think about it. So often, we play that what-if game What might happen? It hasn't happened yet. And yes, there is a certain wisdom in certain situations thinking, okay, what could happen and how are we going to deal with it? But this is when you're going overboard, constantly going into overdrive, thinking about, well, this could happen and this could happen and this could happen. And usually the things we're coming up with are not very good. Not, certainly not going to do us any good. But also I like that word focus. Hang on to that, because we're going to get to that in a little bit. But here's something I want to clarify. Worry is not living willy-nilly. Worry isn't, we're still called to be good stewards of those things that we are are given. We're still called to, for example, budget so that we can make sure that the bills get paid. We exercise so that we can try to minimize the chances of our health going south. We, oh, there's a hundred other examples that we can probably come up with of things that are just smart to do. You know, we don't look at this idea and, and say, well, I'm not going to worry about, you know, food because God's just going to magically fill the cupboards overnight. We're going to walk, you know, wake up after the alarm gets up, wakes us up open the cupboards, and God's going to have stocked them up for us. We're not going to just assume that God is going to make our lungs or our heart instantly healthy. So, therefore, I'm going to smoke and drink and do all these things that are just not going to help that cause at all. Can God do those things? Yeah, God can pull off miracles. But... Living that way, saying, I'm just going to you know, live willy-nilly without a care in the world, not worrying, being happy, and thinking God's just going to magically take care of all of it. That's not faith. That's presumption. That is like saying, I'm not going to study for my... F-. And Elijah, I hope you're paying attention to this part because this is going to really count for you. 
That's like saying, I'm not going to study for any of my final exams because God's going to drop a blizzard on Newark on test day. You guys have some in the, in the winter, don't you? You know what? It, 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 okay, midterms. It proves my point even more about the wisdom of thinking God's going to drop a blizzard on Newark in June, so I'm not going to study for my tests. No, study for your tests. Take care of yourself. Think through things so that we're living as good stewards of what we are given. Now, I said, hang on to that word that I liked out of, the, out of that article, focus. Because now we're going to start getting closer and closer to the passage that I read. Because focus is, again, we can probably come up with a couple different definitions of this. But the best way I could do it was through an image. And fortunately, I can't do this live because I can't control the light in here. So I did this at home. Beam of light focusing on a light switch. Now, there is nothing magical to the fact that I chose a light switch. It just happened to be what I could, could do. But here's my point. You can certainly assume safely that there is a lot of other things around that light switch. There are doors. There are pictures. If I had the chance to do this by video, there would probably be the dog barking or the kids yakking back and forth in the living room. But what I did, literally in this sense, was I darkened out all those other things and focused on that one object. That doesn't deny that all those other things are there. But that's what focus is. When we are scope-locked on one thing, one idea, one of whatever it is that we are focusing on. And when we're worrying, we're focusing. We're just focusing on something that's not going to do us any good. And so here's the breakthrough that Jesus gives us. This one question. And Jesus doesn't ask it, but I'm going to set, set him up a little bit. Where is your focus? Because it can be on the things that are worrying you, most certainly. And you can start to experience all of those physical reactions that just make a downward spiral out of your worry. Or, to take it to what Jesus says, we can focus on the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. His words, not mine. Again, this is not to try and make light of this idea or say this is just a, such a simple answer. You know, just do this and you know, all your problems will go away. But here's the, the fact. It can be hard, it is hard, almost impossible to focus on the kingdom, focus on what God is doing, let's put it that way, and focus on what you are worrying about at the same time. I've demonstrated this in a couple of different ways, but it is very difficult, if not impossible, to hold those two ideas in your head at the same time. And so Jesus does not say things will be easy, you know, all, all your problems will go away. Does he even say that this one thing will solve necessarily all those problems? Focusing on the kingdom may not pay that bill, may not avoid that dreaded phone call 
that is on your to-do list. But it, will, it helps to notice something outside of ourselves that is bigger than ourselves. I mean, think about some of the things that Jesus had been talking about that, that we worry about. What will I eat? What will I wear? What will I do? Um, the exact example is eluding me, but it, they're internally focused. They're focused on us. And we can probably come up with a hundred different examples of how that works, but when we start thinking of something bigger than us, the kingdom of God being sort of a, uh, a way of putting a summary to that, it becomes hard to focus so much and be drained so much by those worries that we have about ourselves. So here's the next steps that I'm going to give you for this week. And I'm going to give it to you in three steps. And here they come. Here's the first one. This week, find five things that you can do that are outward focused. What I mean by this is ways of helping somebody out. You know, getting outside of your outside of your head and, and helping somebody else out. This can be very simple. Giving them a phone call, saying hi, uh, writing somebody a letter if that's it tends to be where you go, and stopping by and visiting, helping somebody give somebody a ride. Some something that gets you interacting with somebody else, helping somebody else out. Be creative in how you want to define those five things. The second thing, second step, write those down. Not just because it makes it real and, and you know, everybody says it, you know, it helps when you need to set a goal or something like that that you're supposed to write it down. But here's my point to this. When you start to worry about something, and I will say this from experience as much as out of my head, it gets to be a downward spiral really quickly. And that's not the time to try and figure out how can I think outside of myself and my issue and help somebody else out. If you've already got them written down while you're not in the middle of something that's worrying you, it gives you a leg up. Because you can say, okay, I know I have that list on my bathroom window. Let me, bam, there it is, done. Helps give you a leg up to thinking about those things that are bigger than ourselves. Thinking about the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then the third step. Pick and choose which one of those five, but do one of them this week. Here's the idea. I mean, pr- Consider it a practice run, if nothing else. Especially if you're not in the middle of something that is worrying you. Because even if that, you know, that's not the goal, if you're not trying at the moment to think, how do I get through worry right now? It will do you good. It will do you good. It'll do the person you're encouraging good. Lightning round bonus cash, double bonus points. Do it for somebody who's not a Christian. Just because we can, again, that idea of being internally focused or outward focused. We can be really good at encouraging or helping or giving a call to each other. Piece of cake. Try it with somebody outside of that Christian circle. Just as bonus points. Thanks again for listening to the Woodland Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. 
If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. See you next week in the Woodlane Worship Podcast.